listening to The Cooler Ring, a podcast made for manufacturing marketers. Here are Carmen Perry and Jeff White. Welcome to The Cooler Ring, a podcast for manufacturing marketers brought to you by Cooler Partners. My name is Jeff White, and joining me today is Carmen Perry. Carmen, how are you doing, sir? Uh, delighted to be here. And you? I'm very happy to be here as well. Nice. Yeah. It's not often that we get to interview someone in our own time zone. That's true. That's true. You kind of like hanging out here on the... Uh very 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 right coast of uh of yeah. canada not the rightest coast if you ask newfoundlanders <laughs> yeah i don't know they, uh, I, I, i'm gonna guess that we're the, the podcast isn't that big in newfoundland so we will not get any complaints from our newfoundland audience uh, for me <laughs> having just dismissed them uh and if we do have Newfoundland listeners, and I know that they'll prove us wrong. Yeah, yeah. well, that's that's one thing <laughs> for absolutely certain. But you're right. I mean, and and, um, and from my home province, today's guest, I should know. Yeah, so I'm from New a Brunswick. part of yeah, I'm from a part of Canada that almost nobody knows about, including Canadians. Um, <laughs> and uh, and if they do know about it, they certainly have never traveled there, uh, and maybe have passed through it or something. Oh, uh, which is the thing that kind of stabs us New Brunswickers in the heart the most when we're called the drive-through province. But it's actually mm -hmm. a incredibly uh, a beautiful part of the world um, and uh, frankly I'm kind of happy that most of y'all have never been there Yeah, it no. keeps the riffraff out <laughs> it does I've got a, a biking trip up there uh, twice this summer actually so yeah. you know nice. pretty, pretty stoked about so it so I think that that's uh, one of the things that's uh, uh, is interesting about today's guest is that uh, they're very unapologetic about having been located yeah. in uh in new brunswick so but with uh, some global reach yeah, yeah yeah so let's just jump in yeah very cool so joining us today is bob lennon bob is the co-owner and president of thermalwood canada welcome to the cooler ring bob well welcome gentlemen glad to be here it's, uh, it's lovely to have you on the show bob uh look uh, we've already done a bit of preamble about new brunswick but i uh, we certainly have not told the audience anything about you or thermalwood canada so can you maybe just uh Brief us a little bit on uh, on what you're up to. Well, first of all, if I can add a little bit to the New Brunswick side, you were talking about drive-through. The drive-through of the province of New Brunswick is done on the western and southern part of the province. The northern part, nobody drives through. We don't even come here. So uh, we're even, even more unknown than the rest of the province. And uh, so that's where we're located. But it's, as I mentioned to you, uh, before we're living in God's country because we're right on the Atlantic Ocean. We're in the Bay of Chaleur and we face the Gaspé Coast. So we got a beautiful view. And uh, summers are beautiful, winters are long. But <laughs> other than that, uh, uh, it's uh, I love living here for everything that's that's here and for the opportunities. You know, you mentioned about global reach and in today's day and age with uh, computers, you can reach out to anybody. So that's the, the one good thing to do business. Then the other part of uh, for shipping, well, you know, there's there's ways of shipping. We're very fortunate that we have uh, uh, a number of major seaports in Atlantic Canada, you know, between St. John and Halifax and even Beldoon, uh, which I would love to be able to uh, ship out of because it's right next door. It's 20 minutes from our facility but it's all bulk and we don't ship bulk we ship in containers so it's got to go someplace else but um we started thermalwood canada back in 2008 which uh if uh anybody remembers 2008 of being a uh, a great year to start companies well you're thinking wrong uh because we started off in in may 
And by November, uh, the uh, economical meltdown of North America had begun and everybody put on the brakes. And this was a new technology that had been introduced um, into North America. And it was a European technology, very, very well known in Europe, but not known at all here. So when the, uh, the crunch came down, uh, we lost all our customers, everybody, uh, everybody left. So our original business model was to offer the service of thermal modification. So very quickly, technical side is that we take wood that uh, comes from a sawmill that's already kiln dried, and we subject it to temperatures four times higher than you would in a conventional kiln. It makes the wood very, very stable, so it, uh, there's uh, there's no movement uh, whatsoever if you put it in, a, in an outdoor application. Uh, humidity doesn't bother it. We remove all the organic properties so it doesn't rot, uh, fungus doesn't grow on it, insects don't like it, and it's a 100% uh, green process. All we use is heat and steam to transform the wood. So it's a real wood alternative to exotic woods or composites. Or in many other products that we make, it is a real wood alternative. And so when we started, um, we offered the service. And so that meant that uh, people would uh, buy send us wood or we would buy it for them, treat it, send it back to them, and then they would develop their own products. Well, uh, November 2008, everybody was uh, hunkering down and not ready to start developing because the cost of developing products uh, can be quite high and nobody was willing to take that attempt and everybody was going to try to live with what they had uh, left in their warehouses and, and see what they could do. So that kind of uh, forced our hand. It forced our hand into looking at what products we could manufacture and where there was money in the world. So we would chase that. So it took us out of looking at a fairly uh, small geographic area because we were focused on Eastern Canada and a little bit of the uh, Eastern seaboard of the United States to now all of a sudden going global and uh, a little bit of a different ball game. But at the end of the day, once we started digging into it, we found out that it wasn't that difficult. You know, there are a few things when you are global that you got to think about. You got to think about export. You got to think about, uh, you know, uh, the shipping lanes, but if you get the right partners, then that becomes a lot easier. And you don't try to do it yourself. You try to figure out who's got the expertise to bring you there. And uh, that's what you do. So here we are, roll the uh, clock ahead uh, to 2014. We have uh, a number of different products that we, uh, we offer. And uh, we're selling to uh, countries all over the world. We're just starting to look at Asia. We, uh, I was having a call this morning with a gentleman from France that wants to uh, work with us in Spain and, and uh, Belgium, France, and uh, Germany. Um, and uh, we're into the Caribbean. Um, everywhere. Everywhere that anybody wants to look at uh, uh, the process. And, and the beauty about it is, is that where we're located we are substantially into hardwood country and there's a lot of hardwood around us. And we've taken this technology that was originally uh, designed and conceived for the softwood lumber industry. And our 
primary focus is hardwoods. So we do a lot of ash and oak and maples and birch and mahoganies and, and uh, uh, those types of wood. But predominantly we do softwoods, but it's not at the same volume as hardwoods. And to give our listeners a bit more texture, I mean, a lot of this comes to life even in the music industry, for example. I think a number of your clients are guitar manufacturers, et cetera. You're absolutely right. Uh, we were one of the first ones to introduce uh, thermal modification in that world. And one of the, uh, or a couple of the key characteristics, and I mentioned one of them a while ago was stability. So if uh, you're playing uh, in a concert somewhere and you're set up in a trailer or in a building and... Uh, uh, before you go out on stage and it's climatized inside that room and then you step outside, it's not at the same climate with a higher moisture content and higher humidity levels, uh, your guitar is going out of tune. So the first time you go and strum your guitar, you're already out of tune. You've been practicing in a room that was air conditioned. And so this eliminates that from happening. And so that's a major advantage uh, of stability. The other thing too is that our process really kind of pulls the grains out of the wood and gives it this beautiful, exotic-looking uh, look. And so something else, the aesthetics of it is is uh, is great. And the, uh, the final one that in the music industry is probably one of the most important ones is tone. And everybody that plays a, a guitar is always looking for that vintage guitar that has that vintage sound. But the problem is, to get that vintage sound, you have to have a, a guitar that's 30 or 40 years old. And most of the time, they've been beaten up pretty bad. So to find a, a good, uh, structurally sound guitar uh, that has that sound even becomes a little bit more rare. And so now we can actually artificially uh, take care of that aging process in uh, 90 hours. And so instead of waiting 30 or 40 years, now you can do it in 90 hours, which allows a lot of the big manufacturer or the assembly line manufacturers to be able to uh, do what an independent luthier uh, would do with a piece of wood that was sitting around for 30 years. So it brings a, a completely different aspect and has grown the market uh, substantially. We, uh, when we started off, uh, you know, we were very lucky that if we could uh, sell uh 20 guitar necks a month. Uh, but it was the beginning. You got to start somewhere, right? And uh, so now uh, we're up to treating 15,000 guitar necks a month. That's incredible. And look, uh, just to pump the tires of New Brunswick just a little bit more, <laughs> I'd be remiss if I didn't add that something that Jeff actually brought up just before coming live here is that uh, Sabian Symbols, uh, one of the two largest symbol uh, manufacturers in the in the world, uh, was based is based in New Brunswick. So yeah, and so is uh, Cabo's Drumsticks. Yeah, so they're based out of Fredericton. So you know, I uh, I don't include myself into that. Uh, uh, category and that uh, well-known uh, uh, music instrument uh, groups, but uh, you know, there's uh, where we're starting to get known, and people are starting to know who we are, and uh, it's nice to uh, to be able to be considered in that group. Yeah, it's really cool. It's a, it's an interesting story from such a small place. I mean, people need to understand there's fewer than a million people in the entire province, <laughs> so uh, it's uh, it's not a big part of the world. Um, Bob, I want to kind of um, dig in a little bit to how you think about marketing the organization. And, um, uh, and, and largely because I, I feel like just even in, um, 
you know, it's, it's, it's fairly unique. I, I think, uh, number one, it, it seems like you, you very much lead with the fact that you, um, uh, aren't from uh, a typical geography and you see that as an advantage and a strength uh, that you, you bring to market. So I guess uh, tell our listeners a bit about how you, how you think about marketing the organization and kind of the, the, the ethos behind it, if you would. Well, um, you know, what, one of the big things that, uh, that, and we, we've kind of touched on a little bit and, and it's what I consider indirect uh, marketing. Um, and in our indirect marketing, and I'll, I'll dive into it in a second, it's more about showing people what your values are. Um, and I've, you know, COVID was one of those times that people reached out and used the internet a lot more to uh, to go and search things down and and talking to people over the phone and not being able to go and and meet somebody face to face to buy something. You have to figure out how do you build how do you build that relationship with the with the customer, with the client on the other side. And so what we've chosen to do is that um, build that relationship artificially, but build it by demonstrating uh, our values and getting people to kind of know you in such a way that they feel they know you. You know, like you watch a movie or watch something and, and you see it often enough and you see actors and you kind of see how they act and you you get a feeling on who they are and and eventually, if you ever did meet them, that uh, you could say, hey, you know, I, I know who you are. And you'd have that that uh, that relationship built over the, over a screen. And what we've done, um, I'm very community minded, and it's been uh, part of my DNA for a number of years. And uh, I, uh, I believe in our community, I believe in our region, and I believe in New Brunswick. I believe that we've got exactly what you were saying, Carmen, is that we're a small knit group. Uh, six degrees of separation uh, doesn't exist in our province, and we can get anything done. And it's amazing on what is done in this province. So every week, um, like your podcast here, is that we have a podcast that we call the Northern Heat. And the Northern Heat is all about who are the people out there that are cranking up that heat, that are doing something different. And you know, we're from the northern part of the province, so that's why it's got the tagline northern on the front end. But it's all about what people are doing. So what I'm trying to do is tell people's story and to enlighten the rest of the world on who we are and what we have to offer in our uh, in our province. But by doing so and doing these interviews, and we do them, it's a, it's a uh, uh, visual thing, so uh, post it on Facebook, and then we have a YouTube channel under Thermalwood Canada, and anybody can go look at it. And what happens during that period of time of interviewing people, people get to know who we are because of the, the way we ask the questions and what's interests us. And I only talk to people that are doing positive things and, and they're doing great things for our region and that resonates and, and kind of doesn't always tie into the wood business. Actually, in most cases, it has nothing to do with the wood business. But people get to know who I am and now I get people that are calling up and saying, are you the guy on the uh, doing the interviews? And yeah, all right, good. I feel like I know you already. So it's like going in and, and buying something at a store. You look around for the person that you know and you don't want to deal with a stranger. Well, I'm not a stranger because people have seen me doing these interviews and it has worked out very, very well for us. 
Are your digital marketing efforts bringing in too many junk leads? Stop wasting time and distracting your sales team. Account-based marketing can help give your marketing strategy the laser focus on qualified buyers that you need to increase your pipeline velocity, close more deals, and grow your business faster. We've created a sample manufacturing ABM plan to help you get started. Download the sample manufacturing ABM plan at bit.ly slash sample ABM. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash sample ABM. It's, it's like a, it's really interesting because it's uh, uh, nothing about the product, uh, really. <laughs> uh, you know, at best tangentially related to a global audience, which mm -hmm. as you mentioned, Bob, is increasingly your market. Um, but it's a, it's a fascinating way of just, if you, if, if you pardon the term, it's like manufacturing trust, if you will, or yeah. growing that level of uh, intimacy and trust so that they, uh, you know, they probably know, yeah, I haven't heard Bob talk about thermal wood yet, <laughs> which is what I <laughs> But wanna... I feel comfortable with him. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, it's interesting because the only other guest I think that we've had from a manufacturer from Atlantic Canada was Darren Mitchell from Trout River Live Bottom or uh, yeah, Trout River Live Bottom Trailers. Yeah, I the, know uh, why. For, formerly of the, I think he's moved on now. But um, this was very much his thing as well. Was he really went out there with you know interviewing his own people and uh, and kind of getting his face out there and kind of becoming that voice of both his community and his company and uh, use that as a platform to to drive growth into new industries and to, to drive global export exactly yeah. from, yeah. A, from, it's a, fascinating. from the only province in canada that's smaller basically than new brunswick <laughs> yeah. here we go but i'll let you into a little secret is that part of this methodology and this concept i did not come up with this and uh, uh my mentor to this is gare maxwell and uh, Gare, again, coming from the province of New Brunswick, uh, Gare has, uh, has gone out there and he's worked with uh, a number of companies around the world, helping them understand the power of story and the power of using uh, video and using the tools that are out there and the platforms that are out there. Darren Mitchell is actually another student of, uh, of Gare Maxwell. So the first uh, Gare, when he starts off with an organization, he, uh, he has a bit of a, of a boot camp that he does with you the first time around. And the first time we did this, we did this in, in Fredericton um, at the Huggable Car Dealer, who is another uh, uh, client of, if we call it client, friend, relationship uh, like that of Gare Maxwell. But Gare invited some of his uh, people that he worked with to be there. Uh, for this boot camp for myself and my son who works with me that were sitting there. And one of the people that was there was Darren Mitchell. So Darren shared a lot of his experience and the st things that he did, but it was all about, you know, not being the same, but being a bit different. And so again, it comes back to um, talking to, uh, to people in such a way that again, you're bringing back that, showing your values and building that relationship. And as you mentioned, is building that, that, uh, that customer relation trust that is built over time, but we're doing it in a virtual way. 
Well, look, and I really appreciate the shout out to Gare actually, who uh, who has built a, a I think a good business, um, uh, really bringing this methodology to life. And one thing I uh, I find interesting about him is that. Well, there's not a lot. There, there's an awful lot of people out there, actually, from a marketing perspective, talking about the power of story. Hmm. Um, you can almost, you know, <laughs> oh, buddy of mine used to say, "You can't swing a dead cat without hitting," and then he would say whatever he's going to say. I don't know if that saying resonates anywhere outside of New Brunswick, but basically, um, you can't swing a dead cat around without hitting a marketer that says, "Oh, story is everything." But the one thing that I think Gare has managed to do in some interesting way is convince some others about it and to convince people in very non-traditional industries or, or non-typical industries from a marketing innovation perspective, I should say, to kind of take that leap. Yeah. And Bob, so I, I guess initially, did it almost feel like you had to kind of buy into religion a bit? Like, because there's not a lot of proof in the pudding until you get into it, right? Like, how did you, no. how did you yeah. uh, get over the hump to say, you know what, I can just start uh, just telling people, you know, showing my values and um, and really putting myself out there, and it'll actually indirectly result in what I want. Well, it, that's a that's a great question because when. Uh, uh, how the Gare and I have known each other for years. I, I, I worked in a, in a previous industry, in the mining industry, and I hired Gare to help me put a, a training program together. So that was our, our uh, humble beginnings. And then Gare became uh, Speaker of the Year for Tech uh, five or six years ago. I can't remember now. Time flies. And so when I seen that on LinkedIn, I reached out to him and I said, you still talk to the little guys? And so he immediately uh, uh, gave me a call. And then he, he invited me to a workshop that he was delivering to uh, MBA students at UMB. So I went down. It was a big snowstorm. I went down and and uh, listened to what he had to say. And and I'm always open to different concepts. And so started thinking about how I could link that to what we were doing. And still, as you mentioned, uh, you got to jump into it. You got to drink the Kool Aid, and you you. Uh, first, before you can figure out how this is going to work, I still had difficulty making the connection. But at the time, I was president of the Chamber of Commerce in, uh, here in Bathurst. And uh, so I invited Gare up to do a workshop for the local entrepreneurs. And then I put a team together to figure out how could we use this methodology to uh, uh improve our, our, uh, our tourism and everything else around uh, the Chaleur region. And so we put a team together, but the team was too diverse. And again, as you mentioned, it's kind of, a, it's, a, it's not easy to grasp the fact of talking about somebody about how they're uh, a new book that they wrote or a business that they've started on clothing or how that has to do with the wood industry. And so we really weren't able to get that team off the ground. So I uh, got a hold of Gary again and I said, I want to hire you to work with Thermalwood Canada. And if you can show me how this is done and how to apply the tools, then I can be a model for other people to, uh, to do it. And that's how it, it all started. Um, and the, uh, you know, reading some of Gary's book, and I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about his latest book called Big Little Legends, which helps you and gives you all kinds of stories about the big legends out there, but how you can bring that to the non-traditional or the smaller groups in smaller areas. 
And so all of those things started to uh, to catch on. Listen to uh, uh, to the stories of the Trout River bottom truck dump and how they could use video to be able to increase their business. All those things started to make me think. And, and so our first video that we did is, is that uh, it was immediately after we did uh, this boot camp with, with Gare. We uh, went to a trade show in Boston. So we took this video of after the trade show was over, we're loading up the truck, bringing it back to the hotel, loading everything into the trailer. We looked like the Beverly Hillbillies. And it was uh, my son took his phone out and filmed me going back as I was given some little uh, spiel. But that was the first time that I was doing it. It felt uncomfortable. Tell you the truth, it wasn't, uh, you know, you're stepping out there and you're not sure what you're doing and you put it out there. But it's like, if I can use the analogy, it's like gambling. And you put a, a quarter into the slot machine and you see those things turn and then they get close and you go, oh, huh, well, look at how many views I've got or how many people. <laughs> and, oh, boy. <laughs> and then you guys must know what that's like, right? Yeah. And, it, and it just, it, it kind of drives you. And we've been doing this since um, uh, 2019 really is when we started. We do these uh, interviews every uh, every Friday and post them. They last uh, between eight and 10 minutes, uh, no longer than that. So there's not a whole pile of, of, uh, of uh, expansion in the story. We try to get right to the point. And uh, we've reached out to well over a million people in that period of time. The one, the, the, the other nice thing about it is that anybody has a website, websites after, I don't know, four or five years are redundant. And you've got new technology, new pictures, stuff that you got to add to them. So you got to continuously work on them. And uh, uh, if you want to be able to keep uh, people coming and, and, uh, and checking out your, your website, but with all our, uh, the interviews that we do, and we start off by, you know, we've got a sign that says Thermwood Canada, and I've got a sign behind me in my podcast room that says Thermwood Canada. And I announce myself as Thermwood Canada. So that's the only subject matter that we talk about it. But then people go, well, who the hell are these guys? And then they go Google. And then so once they're there, uh, now all of a sudden it's building on our on our digital footprint. And so once you build on the digital footprint, and this is where the indirect marketing comes from, is that when they are looking for wood, they Google us. And we're already at the top in the uh, in uh, on the rankings without having to pay for those, we're, uh, we're there. And so people find us. So during COVID, I, I, I hate to say this because a lot of people had really hard times during COVID, but for us, it worked out really well because we had a digital footprint. People, uh, when they Google us, we floated to the top. They got to know who we were. They listened to the videos. They got to know who I was, built trust, and therefore um, called us up and placed orders. Have you found because you're you're in some pretty diverse categories too, you know, from interior and exterior building supplies and and kind of value added wood products like that, as well as the musical instrument uh, neck blanks and and stuff like that. Have you found it plays better in any one category over another, or are you trying specifically to to target any of those? Um, at today's uh, point, I don't think there is a a, a big difference in in uh, in which markets that we're looking at. But uh, looking into the future though, 
I see a, uh, um, a bigger opportunity that's going to link us even more together than just our, our values. And uh, we've, um, you know, over the years, we've been listening to what our clients have been saying. And I, I'm going to go into the music industry for a second. And uh, one of the big things that was uh, uh, an issue out there was the fact of uh, uh, ebony, which is extensively used for fingerboards for guitars, was uh, going into extinction. And so that meant that it became part of the CITES list of, of uh, species that needed to be protected a little bit more. So a lot more rules and regulations come around that, a lot more paperwork, a lot more administrative stuff needs to be done. And so the music industry is looking for alternatives. And uh, so we listened to them. It took us five years, but we've actually created a product that uh, we're calling Obsidian Ebony. Uh, and Obsidian has got... Uh, a bunch of interesting concepts around it. One of them being, you know, it's a gem. It's very hard. It's uh, like glass and it's got healing powers. Well, instruments have healing powers as far as I'm concerned. Music heals a lot of things. And so I'm kind of linking uh, this new product of Obsidian Ebony to healing powers and putting it, making sure that when it's on the guitar, people know about it. And so one of our concepts, and this is a future of growing our podcast and growing our indirect marketing, is if we can figure out a way, and so if any listeners in there know how to do that, please get a hold of me, figure out a way and how we can track this piece of wood that's 21 inches long, three inches wide, and uh, three-eighths of an inch thick, how we can track that to an end user to a person that's actually picked it up anywhere in the world that picked up a guitar that has obsidian uh, ebony on it. And what I'd like to do is be able to contact them in a year's time and say, what's your story? So now all of a sudden, I'm still talking about story. It's linked to the obsidian, a product that we make, uh, but I'm talking about their story. I'm still not talking about the wood. I'm talking about what the guitar brought to them and what kind of a story uh, do they have. And what, how has that changed their lives going through? And I'll be totally amazed on what will come out of this. And I, my imagination runs wild on what those stories could be. But it's taken it from where we are today to another level and really tying it all in together. That is really cool. I'm, uh, I, well, first off, I'm excited if uh, one of our listeners uh, is able <laughs> to get in touch with you and give you some uh, ways to track that. That would be very cool. And I... Uh... I look forward to seeing how it works out because I, uh, I, I, it's taking that uh, your your concept of of storytelling and ex if you will kind of uh, exposing your values to a, a broader market and it's taking it uh, down a different path. So I'm excited to see how it plays out. I wonder if uh, do you remember the name of this guest? He helped Honeywell with blockchain technology in order to be able to track aircraft parts. Mm. Um, but I wonder if like that kind of uh, blockchain sort of thing could be used to track these. Well, Jeff, I mean, you, you use the word blockchain at least. So you've got, a, times, you've got yeah. a marketing buzzword. Into yeah, there we the, go. <laughs> Finally, the episode, this one's really going to take off. Yeah. <laughs> We've gone web three, just like that. <laughs> well, Bob, it's been absolutely fascinating having you on the show. I really enjoyed your story. Um, Really like how you're integrating your products and your and your personality and and everything along with your marketing mm -hmm. to to grow Thermalwood. It, it's fascinating. Thanks yeah. for joining us. 
Well, thank you very much for inviting me to the show. I think that uh, any opportunity when we can talk about the different things that we do and how we do it and how we can, it comes back to the size of our promise or a slide of Atlantic Canada. You know, we can all help each other out. We have the knowledge within here, but we always look outside. We always think that it's better if it comes from uh, uh, upper Canada because there's so many people there, but we have all that knowledge here. So we just, what we don't do is we don't talk about it. Quite right. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks so much, Bob. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to The Cooler Ring with Carmen Perry and Jeff White. Don't miss a single manufacturing marketing insight. Subscribe now at coolapartners.com slash the cooler ring. That's K-U-L-A partners.com slash the cooler ring.